Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Everything Athletes. I'm your host, Kim Carducci, former Division I swimmer and existential thinker. Everything Athletes is an online refuge to help you navigate the toughest moments on the athlete's journey, those three particular moments being defeat, injury, and retirement. As part of the Everything Athletes work and content, you can check out our website, everythingathletes.com, where you can read our blog posts, you can read our published book reviews, you can access our online courses, check out the other podcast episodes we have, and get to know about Everything Athletes a little bit deeper. Me in particular, I like to think of myself as the Mary Poppins of athletes. I just think it's such, such a perfect metaphor for me related to the athlete world because these particular moments that I talk about and just kind of exploring the deeper layers of the athlete identity and the ramifications of identifying as an elite athlete, I like to consider myself the Mary Poppins because the tough moments that we go through, we're not always taught how to navigate through them and get through them. And if you're not familiar with Mary Poppins, (laughs) it's the old timey movie where she's nannying a couple kids and they have to take some cough syrup or some cough medicine And in order to make the cough medicine, which tastes bitter and awful, she gives them a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down so it tastes a little bit sweeter, a little bit better. So I like to say I'm like that because the tough moments like defeat, injury, retirement, dealing with a perfectionist attitude, which is what we'll talk about today, all of these moments that we're not particularly taught how to navigate through or deal, just really just like the daily tribulations of being an athlete. I like to say I have the spoonfuls of sugar to help the medicine go down and help make those moments a little bit easier. So in today's episode, if I had to boil down this entire podcast series, all of the work I do, all of the content I publish, everything I'm doing, if I had to boil it down and pick one thing that is the crux of a lot of the issues and mental struggles that athletes go through, it would be this episode and it would be perfectionism. Literally everything you experience in a negative way as an athlete, you know, frustration from losing a particular match, frustration from being benched and sitting on the sideline because you have an injury and a torn ACL, or kind of the frustrations that you go through when you retire and you quit your sport for good and you move into your regular normal adult life. And it's extremely difficult to navigate and build a whole entire new identity in that new season. A lot of that also stems from perfectionism. Perfectionism sets our expectations and standards so impossibly high. Most everything can stem from perfectionism because if you think about it, the standard and expectation of being perfect, of achieving success, of winning the gold medal, of being first place, of breaking the record, everything that athletes push and live and do and try to be every single day, that's where the benchmark is set. That's where the line of sight is set. So anything less than that feels disappointing. Anything less than that feels unacceptable. Anything less than that feels not good enough. But the things that are less than that are perfectly normal. They're perfectly human things to do. They're perfectly human things to experience. But as perfectionist athletes with this perfectionist thinking, 
we view those things that are perfectly normal and perfectly human as absolutely imperfect. It's not good enough. Push more next time. I can't believe I did that. We feel shocked. There's so many things packed into our perfectionist mindset that do create a lot of mental struggle and inner turmoil for us when we are inevitably experiencing these negative moments. So sure, you can have the standard textbook qualities and characteristics that make up an athlete, like hardworking, dedicated, committed, persistent, ambitious, you know, all the things that you can typically ascribe to an athlete. Sure, those are there, those exist for sure. But everything really, if you whittle away at the, at the sculpture and you keep whittling away, the one thing that will always remain at the core of athletes is the desire to be perfect, the desire for success, the desire to do everything so well all the time, beat everyone, be perfect, be the best. It all stems from perfectionism. And yeah, while this is one particular episode that I'm publishing, I'm sure I could publish many more about the desire to be perfect and how that really affects us. <laughs> So here we go. An athlete's greatest curse, hallmark trait, best friend, and worst nightmare is perfectionism. And perfectionism, when I talk about perfectionism, it's literally defined as a disposition to regard anything short of perfection as unacceptable. A disposition to regard anything short of perfection as unacceptable. And so for athletes, when we adopt this hypercritical, super intense mindset to be perfect, like winning first place, pitching a no hitter, sticking the perfect landing for that 10 out of 10 perfect score, you know, beat everyone else all the time. This mindset, you know, it's exactly what athletes rely on to push themselves beyond comprehensible limits and perform some of the most unbelievable sports performances to date. So in that sense, perfectionism is our best friend. It's it's that ever elusive dangling carrot that we're always trying to strive for, we're always trying to meet, we always wanna be perfect. And so when things do go right and you're a Formula One driver and you're standing atop the podium because you finished P1 and you're spraying champagne with that first place trophy, you're thankful for your perfectionism. Your perfectionism is what gave you the motivation, the race strategy, the fitness to achieve that first place trophy. So the favorable consequence of this particular double-edged sword is that perfectionism helps you win. But conversely, there is a dark side to the moon. So when someone beats you and you don't get P1 and maybe you're second place or maybe you're 15th place, or if you do suffer an injury while you're playing, let's say you do tear your ACL or you do burn out your shoulder, or ultimately with retirement, when you decide to hang up the cleats for good and you enter regular adult life, the battle between reality of what's actually happening, you know, getting, getting defeated, suffering an injury, quitting your sport for good, like those things are so phobic to the perfectionist mind, it almost breaks your brain. <laughs> In these particular moments, defeat, injury, and retirement, they're the moments that athletes find themselves in the greatest struggle along their athlete journey because these particular moments expose athletes the most to their greatest fear. And an athlete's greatest fear is imperfection, mediocrity, being average, not being great, not being a legend, just being there. <laughs> and this side of perfectionism is what creates the majority, if not all, of the mental struggles athletes face, both during competition and in the life post-sport. And we don't spend any time preparing our minds to navigate through these moments when they inevitably happen, because 
to our perfectionist mind, we really have just trimmed the fat over the years to solely focus on winning, success, being perfect, you know, defeat, injury, and retirement. They're just far off impossibilities, not even in our eyesight. They're not even worthy of time to, to spend preparing for. So when they happen, then our brain's compass spins around sporadically. We don't even know how to navigate through this unplanned turmoil. We don't even know where to begin. We don't even know what we're feeling. We can't even attach an explanation to what's going on. So it's just incredibly frustrating, heartbreaking sometimes when we're trapped in a species known for imperfection. Sorry to break it to you if you're listening to this and it's just hitting you now, but humans are known for imperfection. But we're dedicating our lives as athletes to sports that require perfection to be good, to be the best, to win. So in in that situation, sometimes it may seem impossible to reconcile this curse of perfectionism, the curse being we need perfectionism to thrive and be the best athlete we can be. But the downside is when we don't when we don't hit those milestones and our and reality falls short of our perfectionist expectations, we struggle, that's the curse. So sometimes it's extremely difficult to reconcile that perfectionist curse with the simple realities of being a human being. And perfectionism for athletes is also, I would consider it a form of self-torture because (laughs) even when we do quote unquote achieve perfection, there's always room for improvement. Like there's still some light shining on areas that we could be better, be stronger, be faster. You know, like perfectionism, do not be fooled by a first place finish. That is not perfectionism. (laughs) Although first place is an exemplary result, exemplary is not synonymous with perfect. Because when we do win first place or we do have a great performance, even in the back of our mind or maybe even our coach or maybe somewhere in our brains we're saying, hmm, well, what if I didn't slip on the start and I clocked in 0.2 seconds faster and broke the all-time record? Now, that would be truly perfect. Or, hmm, what if my team completed every pass and we actually beat our opponent by 21 points instead of three? That would be truly perfect. And sure, these margins, they may seem trivial, but I'm sure you as an athlete can probably relate to analyzing the minutia of your own performance, even if you do win to identify where you could have been even that much stronger, even that much better, even that much faster, even that much smarter, where you could have been even that much more perfect. And I like to say there's that quote, I think I've learned it in elementary school, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you land among the stars. So here I like to say, okay, well, athletes, we shoot for the moon, even if we miss, we land among the stars. But Even as that star, athletes can't let go of what life might be like if we did in fact land on the moon. And perfectionism as that moon, it's always orbiting just out of reach. But yeah, I like to say perfectionism is a curse because we're human beings striving for perfection. There's nothing more ironic than that. (laughs) In our perfectionist mind, it loves to beat ourselves up for simply being human. You know, being human is not tolerated. Do not be human. Be a perfect robot. And our perfectionism, it secretly loves when we participate in the self-hate thought patterns after we struggle a defeat or go through these hard moments because our perfectionism hopes that this negative internal talk track will add further fuel to our perfectionist fire and push us to work even harder and strategize smarter for the next opportunity to then achieve absolute perfection that time. 
So when we do error, like humans do, or we do have subpar performances, because they inevitably happen, as they do for every single athlete, (laughs) perfectionism waits patiently on the sideline, ready for that internal torture. And it's just a vicious, never-ending cycle of striving for the moon, striving for perfection, wanting to do everything perfectly, but also (laughs) understanding and being a human being a species that is known to be imperfect. And it's just, it's cursed, we're cursed. And the frustrating thing about an athlete's perfectionism is the fact that this thinking is necessary to perform to the best of one's ability, right? The desire to be a perfect athlete, it inspires everything we do. When to wake up in the morning, what to eat at meals, how to identify oneself, what choices to make, who to surround myself with, and quite poetically, how we spend our existence on planet Earth, which is mostly attending practice. (laughs) Modern sport and elite competition, where you can win or lose by literally 0.01 seconds, it requires an intense level of precision. So for example, I know in college, I was reading the book, The Paleo Diet for Athletes by Lauren Cordain. I found it super interesting because it's not only what you eat, right? It's not just the contents of your nutrition, eat the protein, eat the vegetables, It's not just the contents. It actually is the timing of the precise windows of when you eat. So eat within the 30 minute window after practice. I'm sure you guys have heard that before. Fuel your body with the proper nutrients about two hours before you actually go to work out, right? Who knew that the first 30 minutes post-workout offers a faster protein synthesis and better recovery for your muscles, right? Like it's this hyper level of focus essential to achieve that athletic perfection. And without perfectionism, an elite athlete would not have the results that he or she's looking for to be successful and to win, right? Like an athlete without perfectionism, they may have behaviors like skipping practice, or maybe they don't fuel their body with proper nutrition. They decide to eat the M&Ms and the cake while they're in the middle of training, or Maybe they're surrounding themselves with people that are misaligned with the life of a training athlete, right? Like these actions don't result in wins or good performances. So the frustrating thing is that while perfectionism can sometimes feel incredibly harsh and critical and draining, it truly is a double-edged sword because we have to desire perfection, but when it doesn't happen, we struggle. And I was thinking about this the other day. I think if an athlete was a country, indulge me here. If an athlete was a country, the athlete would be Japan, right? The the Japanese culture oozes incredible attention to detail and desire for perfection. I've never been to Japan. I would love to go for the Tokyo Olympics. But if you think of Japan, things that I've heard, things that I've researched online, think of the cleanliness of the streets, the, the immaculate coffees or teas ordered from cafes. It's not just the Starbucks pour and go. They really take the time to make an incredible creation. Think of the pressure-inducing education system. You know, they don't tolerate A's on exam. They tolerate A pluses. Think of the decade it takes to master sushi knife skills. Think of all the perfectionist details found in parts of Japanese culture, like origami, food, manufacturing, and beauty. You know, all of these categories depict how important perfection is in Japanese culture. And they even have a concept, I'll probably butcher the pronunciation, but there is a concept in Japanese culture called Kaizen, spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N, which means seeking continual improvement, eliminating defects, and trying to find better ways in all that we do. 
And in this article I was reading, I guess a lot of American business schools, if, like if you're going back to get your MBA, they like to use this concept to demonstrate like the quality control and manufacturing facilities. But this particular concept, it's exactly the life and thinking that athletes live by every single day. Like it's a total parallel. A first place finish is great, but not great enough. How can we be better? We're always pushing the limits. We're always seeking continual improvement to be perfect. And somberly, there is a dark side to Japanese perfectionism when you don't measure up to the almost impossible standards. Japan struggles with a near crisis level suicide rate in the country. And trigger warning, if you have little kids around you listening to this episode, you can probably turn it off now. But people throw themselves in front of the transit train so often that the transit system staff will issue a written note to people who are running late for work due to a track suicide. It's incredibly heartbreaking. And while there are a number of factors that could contribute to one's decision to take his or her own life, the Japanese emphasis on being perfect, Japanese culture does not favor divorce, losing your job, you must have an immaculate appearance all the time, have perfect skin, get perfect test scores. You know, those desires for perfection, they continue to be correlated to suicides as more and more studies are done. In Japan, they even have a suicide season in the springtime when students take exams, because if you get a failing grade, it could feel so detrimental and embarrassing that the student prefers to not live another day and disgrace the family. It's, it's awful. So if an athlete was a country, he or she would be Japan. And unfortunately, athletes too suffer the negative ramifications of imperfection, like a suffering mental health and even suicide. And suicide is actually the third leading cause of death among student athletes, according to the NCAA. And in my opinion, that can largely be attributed to just the immense amount of pressure being a student athlete and competing at the elite level of college athletics while also doing classes. (laughs) But there's also an unshakable feeling of inadequacy when you don't measure up to that perfect standard. And Carrie Thompson Moore, she's a psychotherapist and founder of A Good Place Therapy and Consulting. She explains that perfectionists work harder to hide perceived flaws because they are constantly comparing themselves to people around them. They place a high value on an all or nothing perfect standard, but the result of this obsession can be very isolating. And if you're an athlete that has been obsessed or maybe is currently obsessed with achieving the perfect standards, I'm sure you can relate to the feeling of isolation because you're working so hard to hide your flaws and push for perfection. That's why I say an athlete's greatest curse, hallmark trait, best friend, and worst nightmare is perfectionism. So stay tuned for a future episode and later this year in 2021, a published book where we really dive into this topic on how do we break the perfectionist curse? Can we break the curse? How can we leverage perfectionism to offer fuel for our diligent desire to be the best athlete? but also delete the word unacceptable from our brain if things don't go according to plan. How can we reduce emotional distress in times of defeat, injury, and retirement to better thrive for tomorrow? How can we grow our awareness about our attachment to the athlete identity? How can we take care of our minds just as much as we take care of our bodies? We'll answer these questions. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to another episode of Everything Athletes. Hey. If you're enjoying this content, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to submit a topic for us to dissect and discuss in a future episode, shoot us an email at contact at everythingathletes.com. Here's to thriving.